0: This is the DC city cast with Frank Hanrahan presented by Bet rivers. DC city cast Friday. We've made it. It's presented by our good friends, the bed river Sportsbook. Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN with you. Hope you got some big plans for the weekend. we got the commanders preseason game. Number two tomorrow. We've got the nationals pulling off upsets left and right as they visit the San Diego Padres again tonight. Um, had a good night at the window last night. Uh, documented two and zero. Oh, I gave out winners yesterday. I gave you the uh, Nationals. Remember, I said makes no sense to take the Padres at minus four hundred, and the Nationals win outright three to one against Juan Soto and his old and his new team against his old team. That was a great value. The Nationals were plus three ten at Bed River Sports so that was a nice victory for me padding the pockets going into the weekend. And I also took the Mystics getting the three and a half in WNBA playoffs at the Seattle Storm. Seattle wins by three, and that's a winner. Hook, not the crook. Hook is in the books for yours truly. So 2-0 last night. We try to keep it going this weekend, so we'll get into what we're going to play a little bit later on. Break down the Commanders, break down the uh, Nationals as They, again, are a humongous dog tonight at the San Diego Padres. I think San Diego at Bed River Sportsbook is minus 365. Again, it doesn't make any sense to take a favorite that large specifically. It's minus 360 at Bed River Sportsbook, specifically in baseball. Out of 162, stranger things have happened uh, minus 360 are the Padres taking on the Nationals. We'll get into that game uh, in just a few seconds. I do want to remind you that Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect Bet Rivers combination, whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or or make your own long shot. You can add a little extra spice to your game with the same game parlays at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and make your baseball same game parlays today. Presented by Rivers Casino, Portsmouth, Must Be 21. Playable in Virginia only gambling problem. Call 888 532 3500. Let's start with the Commanders. They visit the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow and right now at Bet Rivers. Just a couple days ago, it was the Commanders getting 3.5 on the road at Kansas City and checking out the current line at Bet Rivers. It's now down to Kansas City minus 4.5. Yesterday, it was at 5.5. So what gives? I think people are thinking their Commanders will not play Carson Wentz as much as the Chiefs will play Patrick Mahomes. Both teams dress rehearsal game, Coach Ron Rivera said he wants to play his starters at least well, he wants the starters ideal world to play the first half but because of offensive line issues and tight end issues he may not play Carson Wentz as much as he possibly can and I think that's why you know, folks are running to the window and betting on Kansas City. Not only is it in Kansas City, there are probably going to be some actual fans in the stands in this preseason game. Chiefs Their their fandom runs deep. And they're going to actually have a decent, can I say this, a preseason home field advantage. Uh, The total, by the way, at Bed Rivers is just 43.5. Chiefs minus 215 on the money line. Commanders plus 170. Hmm. So herein lies the rub. Do we think the Commanders will play their starters the entire first half? And do we think... You know that running back by committee deal, or do you think Antonio Gibson is going to get a lot of carries to sort of redeem himself after that was fumble that fumble against Carolina? There's no question in my mind that the Commanders want their offense to click for at least at least two or three possessions. Do we think the Commanders are going to click? How about the backups? That's another deal. Do we believe in Heineke and Howell, who looked good against Carolina? Can they come in? And provide again some preseason heroics. They just lost to Carolina, not a very good team at home. Kansas City is, they're still a little frustrated and pissed off about what happened to them in the postseason last year. What were they up? They were like 25 to 3 or something, or 23 to 6 at halftime, and they blew. The opportunity to get six more. Everybody thought they were just waltzing into the Super Bowl. So they're playing a little pissed off in the preseason. It's very difficult for me to bet on the Commanders uh, at all in any games that they play in, quite frankly. Um, And with the idea that Carson Wentz may not play as much as we think, but, you know, the drop-off isn't that drastic. I mean, he's clearly better than Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke is clearly better than the rookie, but he's he's gaining some ground. But I'm not going to just completely wager everything on, hey, are the commanders quarterbacks better than the Kansas City Chiefs and their defense and yada, yada. I think what the emphasis is for the commanders in this preseason game is obviously to get out of there healthy, play Carson Wentz for a couple possessions, And then move on to the backups. And because of that and that mindset, they're not going to Kansas City to try to win the game. (laughs) They want good production, good execution, no injuries. And that's why I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs minus the four and a half. Should have gotten on it when it was at three and a half a couple uh, days ago in Bed River Sportsbook. But we'll bet on the home team and a solid franchise in the Chiefs still wobbling and trying to find their feet of the commanders. So we'll take the Chiefs on Saturday, 4 o'clock, from Arrowhead. You just mark it down right here. Document it. I'm taking the Chiefs minus the four and a half in preseason. And when I say well-established franchise, yes, two years ago, Super Bowl champs, uh, runners-up, was that two years ago? Oh, my God, I can't. The Rams won the Super Bowl last year. I was like, who won the Super Bowl last year? Rams beat the Bengals. Kansas City's been, what, four straight AFC title games. Won two of those. Won one Super Bowl. And even when they have off-field issues, which they've got many and plenty. Remember Andy Reid's son, uh, DUI, the week before the title game. Or the Super Bowl, I forget. But that is all not glossed over, not washed away with. But because they're successful as a franchise, it's not that big of a deal. Then I turn to the commanders and you see that their former athletic trainer agrees to some deal with the federal government to not, be, to not serve jail time. But he's got to keep his uh, nose clean for 12 months or something. And then the charges that were pending will be dropped. And again, because the commanders are a losing organization, because they've got a terrible owner, um, this is a bigger deal. And it is a big deal. But you see what I'm saying, right? Right. Now, the league is going to conduct a joint investigation to determine between the NFL and the NFLPA whether the commanders complied with the prescription drug monitoring program. So, Ryan Vermillion enters into a deferred prosecution agreement with the federal government. Now, this is not a big off-field issue uh, when it comes to the team and distractions. Not at all. It's just another red flag because people are like, well, why are you guys, us being the media, why are, you, why are you so negative towards this franchise? Because they have so many issues, it's almost hard to keep track of them. And this is another one. Head athletic trainer Ryan Vermillion, former head athletic trainer, he has been fired, has entered into a deferred prosecution agreement with the United States federal government following a DEA administration investigation into the distribution of prescription drugs to players agreement includes a probation period of 12 months and no charges assuming he avoids violating the agreement terms this is your head athletic trainer a year ago who apparently was slanging on the side and the commanders quickly separated and said we don't know this dude we we did know him as a you know he was our he was our our athletic trainer we had no idea of course they had no idea but here's my point. It's they just can't stay out of their own way. And you may say, well, he just, he's just an athletic trainer. and But he was in with the players. He was trying to prepare his team to get them healthy. Did it affect his performance? Right? Slanging on the side. You know, I'm sure that's a big time. Pressure cooker. <laughs> oh my God. But I guess the point here is they cannot stop stubbing their toe and making bad decisions. Employees count. They reflect the organization. Right? It's all intertwined. So my hope from here on out for the rest of the season, and we say this every couple of weeks here, look, things are calm. and eh, Things are looking smoother. Eh, just stay out of your own way. Let things happen organically. It's okay. It's okay. And let's start with this preseason game tomorrow against Kansas City. I want to see the Commanders from here on out to the start of the season. No more off-field issues. I don't want to hear about it. Okay? Don't want to hear it. Just can't. Fans don't want to deal with it. Media, don't. we don't want to deal with it. So there is that. But again, I'm leaning towards taking Kansas City on Saturday. Minus the four and a half at Bed River Sportsbook. But as Commanders fans, we want to see, sort of like we saw, what we got out of Carson Wentz in the first game against Carolina. Maybe take a few more downfield shots. Maybe get your rookie, Jahan Dotson, a little more involved. Terry McLaurin, give him some shots. And then Antonio Gibson, get him the football. See if he can hold on to it. Brian Robinson Jr., can he continue to do what he did and work off of his performance against the Carolina Panthers? I would think so. I would hope so. He's looking pretty good. He's in the conversation already as being good enough to perhaps be a 1A, 1B type running back for this franchise. And to think they got him in the third round and he's competing for a starting job, yes, we are tipping our caps to the commanders Say, nice job. But again, still long way to go between now and September 11th when the Jacksonville Jaguars come to town. Washington Commanders at Bed River Sportsbook, still three and a half points. favorite Three and a half point favorite over the uh, visiting Jaguars. Yep, three and a half sticking, staying, and the total is at 43 and a half. But getting back to Carson Wentz for a second, He was fine against Carolina. We want to see a little bit more out of him. Can he command the offense even better? No bad mistakes. No bad mistakes. Does that work? No bad mistakes. Don't do anything dumb. Don't do anything stupid. When you talk about extending a play, either run out of bounds or throw that ball away, right? Under pressure. Nobody's open. Don't try to force feed. Just throw the ball away. Live for another day. And that's the thing about coaching up a player. Because you can say it in film. You can say it on the field. You say it as much as you want and just hammering it into their head over and over and over again. And yet they still make the same mistakes. But we didn't see it against Carolina. And you don't want to see any against Kansas City. Because then if you see a bad decision Then everybody throws up their arms and goes, oh my God, this is not what we wanted or envisioned. We can't have the old Carson Wentz. So that is what, as a Commander's fan, you are looking forward to this Sunday against Kansas City. And also just to get an early test about how does our team look against one of the best in the business in Kansas City. Top four team, easy, right? Top two team, perhaps. I mean, what are the odds of... uh Kansas City to win the, so- the Super Bowl, baby. It is, uh, they're right up there, right? Plus 1,000 to win the Super Bowl. Bills still favored at plus 600. Bucks plus 750. By the way, did you hear that crazy rumor that's going around the internets about Tom Brady, which may actually be 100% true? You know that Tom Brady took like a week off from the Bucks to have. Or time to attend to a personal issue or spend time with his family or something that they knew about prior to the start of training camp. And the rumor is that he went to film The Masked Singer, which is a Fox-owned company. So the thought is that he retired and then he made this commitment to be on The Mass Singer because he thought he was going to be retired, and then he unretired, and he's like, "Uh uh-oh, they're filming during this time. Hey, Tampa, can I get some time off? And look, I am all for you being a team player and being there for your team, but when it's a guy like Tom Brady, I think you've earned that time off, right? He's 45 years old. It's probably good for him. Get some rest in. There's not going to be one criticism of this, is there? Unless he looks like dog poop in the first couple weeks and you'll say, oh, see, shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done it. But the rumor is he's filming. But why would it take a week? Would it take a week to film The mass Singer? Is he a judge or is he on there like as, as a contestant? But if that's true, that's hilarious. And it was just like internet uh, s- sleuths. Figured it out. It wasn't like Schefter or any of these guys. They probably all knew and they were just keeping it hush hush for his uh for his reputation. But he deserved it. He can do whatever he wants. If you're Tampa, you're like, dude, you 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 do what you gotta do. As long as you're back for week one. We know what you're capable of. We know that you've been through these what, how many training camps is this now? Like twenty-four. 23 training camps it's crazy man like when I was younger they had a guy there was a guy George Blanda I think he played till he was 49 but he was a kicker he was a quarterback and then he played as a kicker till he was like 49 and as a young kid I'm like my god that's old holy god he's he's ancient playing professional football and now it's with Tom Brady it's like yeah man he's my age or actually he's younger than me I'm 49 how old is he 45 44 (laughs) craziness yeah, George Blanda, uh, R.I.P. play uh let's see. Um played 26 seasons. Most in sports history. He retired at the age of forty eight. So yeah, Brady's catching up on him. Catching up on him. So that's again. What we hope to see out of the Commanders. Good quarterback play by Carson Wentz. Antonio Gibson keeping it not on the ground. Get your wide receivers involved a tad more. And the defense. We haven't really talked about the defense. Get off the field on third downs. That's it. That's what we want to see. Put a little bit of pressure on your guy Mahomes. Boy, he's going to be fun to watch even though it's a preseason. That's it. Pretty simple stuff. Uh, Saturday at 4 o'clock from Arrowhead. So, again, this game is on the road. All right, the Nationals getting some nice revenge against the San Diego Padres. I don't even think it's revenge. It's just it's good wins against uh, Soto, their old teammate. They did it last night. Can they do it again this evening? We'll preview that game and plenty more next. DC CityCast presented by Bett River Sportsbook. I'm Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN. Kick off football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go-to sports book for all football-related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and back your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Do me a favor. Download, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. DC CityCast rules on. Presented by Bed River Sportsbook. The uh, Nationals visiting the San Diego Padres late tonight. 940. Did you catch last night's game? It's just too, it's just too late, bro. But I saw the highlights. 3-1 victory. Uh, the Nationals get the, the W as uh, tonight we got Paolo Espino and Blake Snell going at it. Wait, I thought Espino pitched last night. No, that was Annabelle Sanchez. And he I don't think he got the win, but he pitched well. Um, so tonight it's Paolo Espino 0-5-4-2-0 ERA. Blake Snell 5-6-3-6-6 ERA. San Diego's now 66 and 55, 33 and 25. Uh Padres have a 37 and 10 record in games when they scored at least 5 runs. Nationals now 21 and 36 in road games. So that's for a bad team, that's not terrible. They're now 40 and 80, so they've hit the 40 mark, so they have what's eight, they have what's that? Oh my god, I can't do math. 42 games left. Fifth time the teams have met this season. And the season series right now is tied at 2-2, right? Nationals now four and six in their last 10 games. Padres are five and five. And still, the Padres are minus three sixty-five tonight at, at minus three sixty at Bed Rivers Sportsbook. And I'm going to go back to what I said yesterday. It just doesn't make any darn tootin' sense to take the San Diego Padres at such a walloping number. Padres have won each of their last eight night games against NL East opponents following a home loss, so there's a trend. The total tonight, 7.5. My God! 7.5! If you take the over 7.5, minus 112. If you take the under, it's minus 107. I mean... Paulo Espino is mediocre. Blake Snell's not, they're not fantastic pitchers, and yet this is just begging you to take the over seven and a half. Such a low number. So what I'm going to advise tonight is to take the under seven and a half in the Nationals game. And if I was going to wager on the game. I would take the Nationals again at a tremendous value at plus 300 at Bed River Sportsbook. All right? That's what I would do. You don't have to follow me. You can fade me if you want. I was 2-0 last night. And crazy things happen in baseball all the time. Juan Soto came to the dish last night against his old team, Bases Juice, two out, seventh inning tie, ball game, sellout crowd, 42,000 on their feet. And Soto goes down swinging. Victor Arano struck out Soto, and Soto was pissed. The Nats, who have the worst record in the majors, win the game last night, 3-1. Padres are scrapping to hold on to the NL's third wildcard spot. That's another reason why they're probably such... Um favorites tonight because they got to win these games. Nelson Cruz drawing a bases low to walk off Josh Hader to bring in the go ahead run with one out in the ninth. Not much offense. Again, Hugh Darvish starts and he doesn't get a uh, decision. That's why they were minus 400 last night. So my place tonight, I'm looking at the under seven and a half and I'm looking at the Nationals again. (laughs) I may be a little eager on that one, but that is my, that's my, uh, that's my play, under and taking the Nationals, just a pittance, you don't have to go crazy, but as I've always said, it doesn't make any sense to take a favorite in baseball that high. Before I wrap things up here on the DC City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers uh, Sportsbook, a couple of things. I had no idea, and I'm a big tennis stan, that um, the tennis balls used for the uh, U.S. Open They are different for the men and the women. I had no idea apparently the balls are a little sleeker for the women to make them go a little bit faster. Um, but I never knew that they did that. Like I'm today years old when I realized, um, the different balls for the men and the women, the U S open. I, I thought they're all the same. Apparently not. I mean, yeah, all the balls aren't the same technically. Um, they're all different size. I mean, not different sizes, different brands. You have Wilson, you got uh, Technofiber, you got, uh, uh, I'm not forgetting here. Babolat makes balls now. Penn, obviously. Um, yeah. Iga Schweitek, number one in the world, has slammed the U.S. Open for continuing to make female tennis players use different balls than the men at the Grand Slam and its lead up tournament. So some tournaments were doing the same. Said the balls were horrible. Saw no reason for the women to use lighter balls a day before her exit from the Western and Southern Open. I guess it was used in that. Um, She said, we make more mistakes with these balls for sure. I don't think that's really nice to watch visually. I don't know why they are different than the men's ones. Lighter balls had historically been given to female players, but said there was no need for them in modern tennis, obviously noting that there were no differences in tournament conditions for the men. So no need for different balls. Fifteen years ago, probably women had some elbow injuries because the balls were heavier and they changed them to women's balls. But this is like I didn't know there were women's tennis balls or a different ball used for women. Uh, she goes on to say, right now we're so physically well-prepared that I don't think it would happen. I feel it's really hard to control them, but everybody has the same conditions, so we are trying to deal with that. I don't get why they are different, honestly. Now, when I play, I can tell the difference between a Dunlop ball or a Penn ball or a Wilson ball. They're all different. And so not in in criticism, but yes, that's the point, is you got to get used to whatever the balls that are being used in that tournament are. And... Yeah, you're frustrated about getting knocked out, so you may go the ball route and say it's the ball's fault. But apparently other players have had issues with this ball too. So this may change before the U.S. Open. Keep an eye on that. Not that it has any bearing on who's going to win the whole thing, but I thought it was just pretty fascinating that I had no idea they used different balls uh, at the U.S. Open. And something's starting to crackle on my end. Got to love technology, right? I just want to record a podcast. I'm getting echoes in my ear. Do you hear that? It's like, Jip. yeah, you hear it, don't you? And the other thing I want to touch on, have you seen the Manti Teo, Teo documentary? It's part of this untold uh, sports series on Netflix, which is very good. They've had some uh, untolds about Stephen Headache Smith and point shaving in Arizona State in the early 90s, which was a really fascinating documentary. And this one, two episode, series on Manti Teo. This thing could have been like drawn out like Derek Jeter. I felt like the Derek Jeter one could have been four or five episodes, but they just kept dragging it out and dragging it out. This one was shortened to the to the point, even though I wanted more. wanted more. It was very well done. And I think Manti Teo will always, will, yeah, clearly is going to be remembered for this, being catfished. But I think when he was in the NFL, it was sort of like, oh yeah, it's Manti Teo. It wasn't that... It was sort of, we we sort of understood it because of the, this not the resurgence, but this unbelievable amount of catfish coverage. There was a movie, there was a TV show. So we sort of figured it out like, okay, it wasn't so bad. Now at the time, we we're like, oh my God. And what this documentary did a nice job of was talking with the folks at Deadspin who broke the story and that what was was so amazing was nobody fact-checked Manti Teo and this girlfriend with all of the outlets. This was like 2012. It's not like that was that long ago. A simple Google search, and this woman was nowhere to be found. A simple Google search after a car accident, nowhere to be found. A simple Google search for her having leukemia, nowhere to be found. But they went with the narrative of that, this football player lost his grandmother and lost his girlfriend on the same day and he had a heavy heart and they just ran with it and nobody did any fact-checking. Not one. I mean, you had sideline reporters, you had ESPN, you had NBC, all of these games that were being broadcast and it was like the story was just so good that you just believed it. So a lot of the documentary was with all of the resources, all of the outlets of media and even social media back then, nobody did any research on the story. And it just kept building up and Tao was just in this maze and he didn't know how to get out of it. But the real moral of the story, if you're Manti Teo, and you watch this, you go, my God, all I had to do was come out when he was notified, like there was a point in the documentary, you'll see this where he knew that other people knew, but he didn't do anything about it. Right. So he could have come out right away and said, Hey, I got catfished. This girlfriend, she threw me for a loop. It was, you know, I, I don't know who I'm talking to. I thought I was in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. And he didn't get out in front of it. And then dead spin broke the story. And therein lies what I've always tried to tell these folks in sports Is always get out in front of it before somebody else has it. And then you've got to be in retreat mode and your reputation is damaged. Because here's the thing. If he comes out and says, hey, I got catfish. This girlfriend doesn't exist. I don't think his stock plummets as much as it did. He was projected as a first-round pick in the NFL. And then that story comes out five days after the national championship when he played for Notre Dame. And he fell all the way to the second round, like 37th overall to the San Diego Chargers at the time, which still sounds right. So that was a lesson in the moral of this story, too, is, hey, if if and and entail finally had figured it out, like that he was being just being dragged around by somebody he did not know. And he had the opportunity to step up and put out a statement and say, look, this woman I don't think exists. I think I've been tricked. It was a hoax. I had nothing to do with it because that's where everybody was like, did he have something to do with this? And there were those ridiculous, uh, he's gay accusations. He's trying to cover up for his homosexuality by inventing a girlfriend. Remember that? So none of that would have happened if he had just said, yeah, look, this is me. I got tricked. I feel terrible. For uh not saying that I was skeptical earlier, because you'll see in the documentary there are a lot of times he's like, What's going on here? I can't see you. They never see each other, right? It's always phone calls. Hey, let's FaceTime. He never was able to FaceTime. <laughs> never was able to Skype. <laughs> there was always something. So I feel bad for homeboy that he couldn't figure it out. Like, this girl doesn't exist, bro. Or whoever you're talking to, it's not the one in the picture. And that's the other thing. They never like did the, these media outlets. Never asked for a picture of his girlfriend, like "Hey, we'd like to use a picture," or "Hey, we'd like to talk to her," or not talk to her, or "Hey, we'd like to talk to the family." Like it was just nobody could figure what out it out that was so obvious. <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was good. So I would I would highly suggest you checking out the Manti Teo a documentary and his career definitely. Had an asterisk next to it because you're like, oh, there's that guy again. I don't think it was as big of a deal three or four years later, but it hurt his stock absolutely, and that's what he could never recover from. And he did say that he got into the NFL, and then he was just anxiety-ridden. He had issues, and uh, but now he's 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 doing very well for himself. So uh, things have come full circle, and you root for the guy to do whatever. Uh, he's doing next is successful. Looks like he's in great shape. Probably is uh, doing CrossFit or training people as we speak. <laughs> All right, so to put a bow on this show, we're going to take uh, the Nationals for a small play. We'll also take the under seven and a half. I mean, just seven and a half runs. Why? That's just stinky to me. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fall for the bait. I'll take the under seven and a half. And we're going to take the Chiefs tomorrow, minus the four and a half at home. Preseason game number two for both teams. And we will chat about it on Monday. I appreciate you checking us out. Don't forget, download and subscribe to this podcast and follow me on social media at jfrankhanran at Live at Mad Rivers. Let's have a winning weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Prio.